Hello and welcome to Game Time Detroit. I'm your host, Elijah Velasquez, And today I am joined by local rapper, podcast host, paranormal investigator, and avid Detroit Red Wings fan, Tommy V. How you doing today? What's going on, Elijah? Glad to be here. Good. All right. Tell us a little bit about your music. My music? Um, my brother and I, a couple years ago, we decided that we missed the boat when we were younger and we decided to get in on the music business we do well i guess it's we're a bunch of old white rappers we uh just released a new song called when the world goes down it's uh, pretty timely it's got a fallout boy beat to it and talks about uh the political climate of the world today and we've got three songs out right now you can get them on spotify itunes apple music google play amazon wherever you get your music and have, just download it share it do whatever you can it's actually some pretty good music for a bunch of old white guys. Who's your inspiration for your music? Would always, you always Prince. I sound nothing like Prince. My music sounds nothing like Prince. But since I was probably seven years old, when my brother brought home Prince's first album, I was hooked and devastated that he's gone. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get into your podcast. What is your podcast called? My podcast is called The Paranormal Patriot. I've been doing it for about, well, since 2013. It started off as just a little hobby to kill time. And I've ever since I was a kid, I've been infatuated with the paranormal. And that's what it started off as, a paranormal podcast. that I talked about paranormal and maybe some conspiracies. And back in, as the audience grew, about two and a half years into it, we got to about 2016, and all of a sudden my listeners wanted to know what I thought about the upcoming election between Trump and Hillary, and that turned into a bunch of political talk, and that alienated half of my audience, but it, it actually grew my audience, and to the point that I, I call it now a parapolitical podcast, because I talk paranormal, I talk politics, I talk conspiracies everything and under the under the sun i talk about i'll talk about anything but uh it's been going on since 13 i took about a eight month leave of absence back in 17 in the summer of 17 and brought it back because everybody was asking me to and it's just skyrocketing by then i listen to in every state in the in the united states and worldwide i've got listeners and it's just it's it's a good time it really is and you know, if I can give you any advice, just consistency, man. Just keep it mm-hmm. consistent. I love the show and build it and the people will come. Mm-hmm. All right. Speaking of the paranormal, you are a paranormal investigator. Have you been on any investigations or anything lately? Lately, not really. Just for the simple fact that uh, time is everybody thinks now you have all the time in the world because we're under quarantine, but I'm still working. And everybody's social distancing. So, no, I've been on just an abundance of paranormal investigations. I have seen things that would make your skin crawl that I would just, if, if I didn't believe in it, I'd be like, oh, this guy's full of crap. And, uh, you know, I've been on paranormal investigations where we go on ghost hunts. I've been on what we call sky watches where we basically scan the sky for UFOs. And I've seen I can't say they're UFOs in the fact that I can visually or 
conclusively say that they're extraterrestrial, but I've seen definitely things that are unidentified that we, they're either extraterrestrial or they're military machines that we don't know anything about yet. Mm-hmm. And you are an avid Detroit Red Wings fan. When I did have your been, fandom begin? Oh my God. I was a fan back in the Dead Wings area. Um, that would be back in the late, uh, middle to late 80s when they were the laughing stock of the NHL. And I was with them then. And I watched them grow into the powerhouse that they were. And now I get to see them back in their Dead Wings era. Yep. Had, did you keep up with all the games this year, even with yes. the record? I did, as painful as it was. And it, it, oh, it, it's painful. All right. My first question for you is, do you see us competing with the top of the league again soon with Yeiserman as the GM? No. We, I, I, you look at that team and you, you look at the offense. They couldn't score goals. You look at the defense. They couldn't stop goals from being scored. But most of all, you look at the coaching staff and I've watched this past season. I watched pretty much every game I could, which was easily 90% of the games. And they would come out in the first period and they would look really good. And here's why I think Jeff Blaschel needs to go is because they'd come out and they'd play well. They may even be, be ahead after the first period or tied. The second and third periods, the opposing coach obviously made adjustments to counter what Detroit was doing. Blaschel could not react to those. Either he couldn't, or I'm assuming he couldn't, but because the only other option is he didn't want to. But every game, you would see the Red Wings come out playing well, and then in the second and third periods, the opposing team would score four or five goals in, in succession, and it was just a lapse of defense. It was now, now keep in mind, I'm – I'm older than you, and I was blessed because I watched the late 80s, early 2000 Red Wings when they had the Russian Five. And you want to talk about precision hockey, it was tic-tac-toe passing. There was a pass, and it hit a stick. There was a pass, and it hit a stick. The Red Wings today can't even get it out of their own zone without turning it over. So this is, this is tough for me to watch. And there are so many holes on this team. You, don't, you just don't know where to begin. Mm-hmm. So if Blaschel was to be let go, who do you see as a good replacement <clears throat> as the head coach? That is a good question. Um, you know, I know a lot of people right now are probably screaming Mike Babcock. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally didn't like Mike Babcock when he was with the team and he was winning. He just – he's. I, I just don't think he brought out the best of those players. Um, I think you need a seasoned coach. I would love to see Gerard Gallant, and I would not be surprised to see him in there because he he took a Vegas team that was an expansion team, and he got those players to play as a team, to play as one cohesive unit, and I don't see Blaschel doing that. As a matter of fact, I – during the middle of last year, I saw his players quit on him. There are, there's talent on that team, but it's young talent. And I just don't see Blaschel 
doing anything with that talent. And and, and the thing that want, everybody wanted Blashell here for is because, hey, he was the Grand Rapids, Grand Rapids Griffins coach, and he knows these players. He can get the best out of them. Well, I don't see it happening. I hate to say it, but I don't. Mm-hmm. Many speculate that Dylan Larkin is the future of this team and the guy to build around. Do you think Dylan Larkin can lead this team? As it stands now, no. And I don't blame that all on Dylan Larkin. I blame it all. I blame. I blame it on coaching. I. The, to me, the key to a good coach is having your players improve as they age. And, and a lot of people will say, "Well, they're in the NHL. They've got." They've got all the talent in the world. They don't need to improve. Well, that's not true. You can still teach them. You can still look at Steve Eisenman. He was a one-way player. He was all offense until Scotty Bowman came in. And Scotty Bowman taught him to be a two-way player. And because of that, Steve Eisenman turned into a complete player and helped them win two, three, three Stanley Cups. They were a dominant team. And Dylan Larkin has all the talent in the world. But I don't think he's being he's I don't think he's being coached for that. I, I, he's regressed, in my opinion, his his uh, rookie year. He was a phenom. He was the next greatest thing. He was the next Steve Eisenman. In the last couple of years, you can see his point total in his production. And it's not just points. It's his effectiveness on the ice. I just don't see it. And that has a lot to do with coaching, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. The Red Wings have a okay younger core with Moritz Sider, last year's yep. first-round pick, who had two goals and 20 assists in Grand Rapids in 49 games. Philip Zadina showed some signs of being a good player this year with the Wings. And then Michael Rasmus, who played 35 games with Grand Rapids, had seven goals and 15 assists. What do you think of those guys? Well, I think they've got a great, they've got a great core, but you can't expect these younger guys to come in and make that leap right the first year. It's a completely different game from the AHL to the NHL, and to expect Zadina and Rasmussen and Maurice Snyder to come in and totally turn around this team is just asking too much. I, I like, I like them all. I think. Zadina is going to be, I'm not going to say a superstar, but he's going to be consistent. Um, I like Maurice Snyder. I think he is going to be, he's more of a, a defensive defenseman. I don't think he's going to be the next Nick Lindstrom. Personally, I think Philippe Peronic is the next Nick Lindstrom, if there ever is going to be another one. Mm-hmm. I like Philippe Peronic. Um, Joe Valeno, I'm not sold on him. He had, okay year um there's there's a lot of different guys out there um you know you've got uh Giovanni Smith that came in he he, I think he's a perpetual AHL guy he's a grinder but you know the days of grinders in the NHL nowadays are going away you know the days of Maltby and Holmstrom and McCarty and Koser and Probert Mm -hmm. they're not there anymore um I think it's more of a finesse game. And, you know, Giovanni Smith is not part of that game. I do like Dominic Turgeon. I, I think he is, uh, he, he can grow into something. 
as well as Evgeny Svechkinov. I think he is going to be one of the surprises out there. I think he can can actually take the take the leap. He's been injured a lot, and when he's on the ice, he's fairly productive. You know, his numbers don't show it, but he, you know, he's not playing for a, a powerhouse of a team. Mm-hmm. All right. So the Red Wings, as you know, had the worst record in the NHL by far. Had by the worst far. stats in the NHL by far. So mm-hmm. they rightfully deserve the number one overall draft pick in this year's draft. Yep. And the top guy in this year's class is the na- is, goes by the name Alexi Lafreniere. What do you think yep. of Alexi Lafreniere? I think he's a real deal. He is an absolutely incredible playmaker. Um, he, his shot is amazing. Um, his, his vision, he's got great hockey sense. You, you know, I, I, always, I always teach my kids when they're playing sports. Wayne Gretzky once said, I don't go to where the puck is. I go to where the puck is going to be. And I see Alexis as that type of player. Mm-hmm. The problem is being the worst team in the league, especially in the NHL for some reason, does not guarantee you the first pick. Mm-hmm. The odds are the Wings are not going to get the first pick. They need the first pick. I mean, you've got Quentin Byfield out there. You've got Alexander Holtz, Cole Perfetti from Saginaw. Mm-hmm. He is a he's a stud. He's going to be a goal scorer. But I, this this group. I think is a solid group, but I don't think it's NHL ready at the moment. So I think whoever the wings get, maybe, maybe Lafreniere would be ready mid season, but I just don't see anybody like a Sidney Crosby or a Wayne Gretzky. I don't see anybody like that. That's just going to come right in and take over the league anytime soon. Yep. But, um, you know, it's not even a given that they're going to get the first pick. I would, I would actually be surprised if they get the first pick. And if they get the first pick, I mean, it's a no-brainer who they're going to pick. Lafreniere. That's, he is by far the best player in, in the draft. He, um, the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League's most valuable player. He deserves it. And he will, he will be a star in this league, but I just – I don't know. I'm, I'm, in a way, I'm almost hoping – for him, because I, if nothing changes with the wings, he's going to get buried in the system. Mm-hmm. That's all the time we have today. Thank you for tuning in to Game Time Detroit. Thank you, Tommy V, for joining us today. We'll see you next time. Hey, not a problem. All right.